We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. They're going to kill the love of my life. If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. I have noticed that that's the one skill that I have. Asking questions. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. It's always good to be able to ask the right questions. Yeah, I'm still learning that. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, head over to Rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Uh, big week this week in Game Week 34, or as Scott from Taga recently emailed me, it's the double game week of the century. <laughs> so uh, there are, uh, what is it, five uh, five extra games? So ten, te- ten teams with double game week. Uh, ten teams with double game week. So. Uh, that didn't prove to be a huge benefit last week unless you owned Wayne Hennessy. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
you got to get – first of all, did you see Wayne Hennessy scoring, what was it, 20-something points yes. in FPL scoring? Did yes. you see that coming? Uh, No, but hindsight, we should have. Like Norwich and the way that Everton's playing now. Um, but it was Everton on the road. Everton yeah. played better on the road. Still, still. It's because they wore the whites and not the blacks. Mm. Oh, could be. Or those dark purples. I don't know. I don't know what color. I'm not they sure are. what color that is. That's my that's my color blindness. Black to blue, so it's tough. Mm. I, I I have trouble sometimes, especially with those Chelsea kids. I have no idea if they're navy or black. Mm. So Thursday night football is just awful for you. It was not good. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, the color rush. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, so hey, remember the first game? It was uh, what was it? The Giants and the Jets, right? Might have been. You mean and the whites and the the blue the blues and the blues? Oh no, no, it was the green and the red. Oh no, it was the Eagles and the Giants or something like that. But the Giants wore their red. I think it was Jets Bills. Jets Bills. Okay, and then the Bills wore their and the they Bills wore, the wore their reds. Yeah. And the and the Jets wore their green and, and the most common color blindness is red to green. Yes. So no one knew who anyone was. Right. So I I, I don't know if they'll be making that mistake again. I think I was the only person on earth that loved them. Well, I love the concept of making, you know, no white uniforms. Unfortunately for teams like Tottenham, that is their color of choice. And Real Madrid, like, <laughs> right. you know, that is their color of choice. Um, but I like a little more color to my to my television set. Hmm. But, well, oh, my goodness. Uh, so <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, as we digress further into the, the realm of colorblindness, no, uh, it's – I, I Norwich should be the first team we're going to talk about, so colorblindness be gone because there's mm. no green to yellow business. Anyway, uh, it's it, it was such an interesting week last week in that the players that you likely chose to take advantage of did nothing. Yeah. Well, really, the I mean, the two double game week teams following match was scoreless. And so, uh, like you said, if you went heavy on the Palace defensor goalies or the Everton defensor goalies, good job. But uh, it's still not a ton of points. I mean, I, theoretically, well, Palace, I guess. Well, Palace got two. That's what I mean. Yeah, if you if we you went with Joel sheets. Ward, you got your fourteen points from the clean sheets. But um, the the upside players that we always look for, Romelu Lukaku. Um, some people still Yannick, like Yannick Ross Barkley. Yannick Balassi. Yeah, Balassi or Punchin, Zaha, Kabai. Like they were all pretty big disappointments and. Mm-hmm. Not uh, punching. Punching scored a goal. Oh, that's true. That's true. So that one worked out. But, um, yeah, they had two goals combined uh, over four over uh, yeah four matches, which uh, that's not that's not worth it for a double game week. Which is nice that we get a few more options this week. Although Everton is one again. Yeah. Well, three matches for last week because they played each other. Oh, correct. Correct. Well, you get. Well, if you, it depends how you count it. Yes. Depends how you count it, but for for the it, it really does lend some pause this week, and we'll talk about Everton in a little bit. But it, it, just the concept of the double game week, I feel that people have to they may overthink it, and they may say, you know, just and they may just say, oh, I have to take advantage. And our rankings reflected that. I and mean, I was guilty of it too, and I kind of regret it. But just saying, you know, oh, they play twice. You have to take them. And my, I, I feel that in this time where everyone's going to overthink it, getting back to the basics of it, of 
you know, there's two main there there's two main factors here. They both start with F. The fixture and the form. That's it. If you base your decisions on those two alone, especially if you're talking about daily because that's all you're looking at really. Yeah. It's I think that would guide you better than looking at the double game week and then trying to play the percentages of how many points you think they may score versus someone who only plays once. Yeah, we uh, talked about this a little bit on the MLS podcast because MLS had a double or is in the middle of a double game week right now. And I am always guilty of trying to get as many double game week players as I can. And J.D. Bazo was saying that this week he captained Sebastian Javinko, who's not on a double game week. And he's like, ultimately, his upside is better than anybody's two matches in the, in terms of like the specific matchups this week. And maybe that's really how we should look at this week. Uh, you know, we have I'm looking at kind of the, the top strikers for this week, like Sergio Aguero, Romelu Lukaku, um, the Liverpool guys. Um, Manchester United, like they all have double game weeks, but that means we're ignoring Harry Kane playing against Stoke. Uh, and is that, or Jamie Vardy against West Ham? Like, are we missing, uh, some, some obvious plays because we're blinded by the fact that, yeah, I guess Anthony Martial could kill Aston Villa and Crystal Palace, but does that necessarily, you know, would you normally put him above Harry Kane at Stoke? And, and that, and also, if you're looking at a captain situation, you can still get the double points. As you know, so if, if they score once, you can you could right. it would be the same as regular, you know, person scoring twice or once in each, once in each double game week. So yeah. it's and and then I, and we were talking because you were showing me you know what you were thinking for FPL, and I, I told you you know this is a little too early in the season to be saddling up to one team who has a good double game week you're going to have a lot of exposure the rest of the season mm-hmm. so and, and you'll have to spend 4 points in FPL just to make the change away from that person yeah uh, i i got that there are basically 5 weeks left um the the big problem which you pointed out to me is like manchester united's going to be a big double game week uh stack this this week because uh like I said, they're playing Villa and Palace, although Palace have gotten um, a little uh, a little better. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, is that they're off next week. And so you're going to, you know, however many guys, you know, if, if somebody's pulling a wild card, uh, which I was going to do, um, it leaves me with some pretty big holes to fill next week when I don't have, you know, three spots to fill. So or if I, I may have three spots to fill. So um everybody looking for these double game weeks have to remember that we don't have another double until 37. Um, so, and, and, by then, and it's up. week and, and it's a week one next week. And like you said, who knows if those guys are still going to be fit or even just playing. Yeah. And the, yeah, there, and, and that, that's a big factor in both this week and for the double in 37 that people aren't talking about much. Uh, just because they play twice doesn't mean that they're going to start the same roster twice. Totally agree. Uh, that's, I think 37 uh, is more, I think there's a, a bigger problem in 37 for that than there is now because uh, I think the... Yes and yes and no. Because I definitely, I think, you know, the, the, the numbers state that the title will be wrapped up by game week 37. Right. And the numbers also state that 
no, they don't. Uh, it, it's close. It's not. It's not. It's not close enough yet. I was going to say that the numbers state that it, it, you know two of the relegation teams will be decided by thirty-seven as well. Right. So That's... that really, you know, that really only leaves about two or three teams with anything to play for. Well, there's still the you know whoever really wants to qualify for Europa, um... which no one does ever. <laughs> ever. I guess. I guess. Those might be locked up too, depending on how uh, Liverpool and Man City do. Um, yeah. Liverpool, man, Oof. that's crazy. But anyway, like the, so, I, my thought was is that we will see less squad rotation in thirty-five. I'm sorry, in thirty-four this week than we will in thirty-seven, because things are still kind of. Uh, and, and with some teams after playing the double in thirty-four, may get thirty-five off. Exactly. Exactly. So there, yeah, I, I I understand your point, but it's just just because they do play twice does it's not a guarantee, especially if you're talking about midfielders who run around a lot, uh, def- you know, uh, wingbacks who may run around a lot. I mean, those are the people that will get subjected the most. Yep, I would say. Yeah, we um, there's another. I mean, you'll have the same conversation in MLS because of the double game weeks, but. We saw a lot of teams, the Red Bulls were one of them, that sat basically all of their big fantasy options for the first game of the double game week in order to play them this weekend. They, they had the midweek matches. And we have to remember that not only do we have this double game week, but some teams do play next weekend, so that's literally three games in eight days. Like, there's no way that, uh, you know, a lot of uh, regular starters are going to play that much i think the only guys that you could be certain are um that you would be certain are lester and they don't have a double game week yeah and exactly and and, and i think it's too like i said keep it simple i think keeping it keeping your thinking simple and then if you're going to go down you're going to go down with you know a lineup that you're really comfortable with yeah don't don't get too cute don't try to be too smart about it just yeah, my latest thought is basically to double defenders and a goalie. Maybe. Because I feel like... Maybe. maybe. I feel like David De Gea Gold, has no reason yeah. not to start both. Goaltender, goal te- goal I agree. Well, I, I would say definitely, but the way that Arsenal has have been using uh, David Ospina instead of Peter Cech, like, I could see them switching, which is outrageous. Um, well, Czech is coming back from an injury, so it's di- that's a different he's, situation. He's been back, though. I mean, he's ugh. whatever they, it is. I, they, I, they, they, they have to decide what they're going to do going forward with that position. Is that really even a conversation? Like, not not today, but it will be. It will become transfer season. Absolutely. I mean, I'm pretty sure David Ospina doesn't want to sit on the bench for another year. Oh, I agree. I agree. But there's no. I mean, the decision makes itself. You're not going to sell check and stay with Ospina you don't make enough money on goalies plus they paid a ton for him as weird as that sounds uh, we'll see I, 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 I don't necessarily agree we can save that for for the offseason let's get let, let's get the game week 34 yes. now shall we sure all right so we start off with the color blindingly madness of Norwich, who just, you know what? I, I tried an analogy there and it failed. It's just Norwich. Uh, my wife said that they, their uniforms look like they're wearing a symbol of their own oppression uh, <laughs> because of the vertical yellow stripes and canaries are kept in cages. So uh, <laughs> good line. 
Oh my, she, there's a reason why she's an English teacher and I'm just a podcast yeah. person. Well done, wife by Gotti. That's right. That's right. That one got a couple likes. Uh, she also thought that Eli yeah. Manning looked like a two-year-old mad at his mother because uh, she he doesn't know why she won't let him stick his finger in an electric socket. So I think that's hilarious as well. You don't, and you are just a robot. But uh, Norwich are at home, and this is a really important relegation six-pointer against Sunderland. Yeah. Uh, a, a little nice fun fact about uh, Sunderland. In the last four game weeks, where do you think they rank in goal attempts? What does goal attempts mean? Shots on goal? Shots, Shots? attempts. Um, first or last? Neither. Oh well. <laughs> Fifth. Yeah, they're not scoring though. I understand, but the teams that are ahead of them are, are Spurs, City, West Ham. I don't want to say Leicester. I I don't think it's Leicester. I forgot who the fourth one is. Liverpool. But yes, Liverpool. Thank you. And and then Sunderland. They are going for it. Yes. And they are playing decently well and big sam really has them playing well and uh, i mean i think you said it before gun to your head you know sunderland would slay up and newcastle would go down it, it may be both it may be yeah uh so th- this will be the game th- this will be the game that if it if it's three points to one of these two teams that may decide it i agree yep uh the the plus um is that sunderland still have the game in hand on on Norwich. Uh, I mean, Newcastle does too, but I still don't think like the, there's a possibility that Sunderland gets within one point and, you know, with a win, they're, they're one point within Norwich and a game in hand. So, um, yeah, that's a huge, um, this is huge. And, and also if they win, they would extend their goal differential lead. Uh, yes. Although it's, it's only one right now. It's only one, but if they win, it'd be at least two. Yes. Yes. So it, it's it, that's why this game is really important. And uh, Barini has looked better. Tafoe has looked just like he normally does. To be honest, he just score he scores at opportune times. Yeah. Uh, and DeAndre Yedlin's looked really good. Wabi Cosby's finding his way still. I think after coming back from an injury, um, they look like they care. Unlike their Northeast counterparts in Newcastle, who really look like they don't. Uh, Norwich on Norwich are a little hard to figure out for me. <laughs> uh, I, 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 every time I try to pull for them offensively, they just come up with a blank. Yeah. The, uh, to go to back to the Sunderland thing, cause you were listing a number of guys, like there's no way you would list that many Newcastle guys that you would really consider. I mean, if, uh, uh, there's one I would consider there's two, there's um, two. is it Townsend and Shelby? Uh, there's four, there's five, right? Sorry. I, I actually, they're, they're, they're probably about the same amount, but how many would you take? Like, would you take? Uh, Shelby over any of the Spurs uh, Sunderland guys? No. Oh, it depends on the scoring, but uh, but I, I it depends on the scoring, but unlike... any any score. I mean, in what scoring would I, you I would, take? I would I would take them over Barini. I would take Shelby over Barini. That's fair. But still, I mean, you would De- take Defoe. Defoe is a conversation. Cosri is not, and Yedlin, I think he's better than as well. Right. And would you take Van Anhold over Janmat? That's a good question. I was just about to ask you that one. <laughs> Yanmat uh, for... hasn't been that great this season. Um, uh, he's just been up and down is the problem. Yeah, there we and go. On DraftKings, he he basically crosses and doesn't do a ton else. And if he's not crossing that's that not, game, that's not true. He gets yellow cards and red cards. Well, <laughs> right. So that's the problem. So yeah, he's he's not a that Van Anhold's been great, but 
No, not, not well. Van Onhol had that one streak of goals, and that's what right. people are remembering him for. But you know, especially the second goal, Van Onhol yeah. had a chance to either slow down Vardy or to tackle the ball, and he didn't either. And then Minoni missed. Yeah, he had to come out, and pretend we've already seen that before. So uh, it, it's it's a, a, for me going back to Sunderland though. <sighs> You know, against Norwich here, you know, you would take a lot of Sunderland players before you would take Norwich players, and I think that's the way this game will go. Uh, yeah, I think Robbie Brady kind of is in his own conversation, though. Like, I, I think he is ahead of any of the Sunderland guys. Do you disagree? I would say Kosri is ahead of him. Okay, I feel like Kosri slowed down a little because of this injury. I would put Brady ahead of him and then probably six Sunderland guys before my next Norwich. In fact, I'm not sure who I would take after Brady. And I'm not so, the the Johnny Hausen or yeah, that's uh, Houlihan fair. one picks are just fair, so that's random. Fair. That's fair. And the one you know what I'm going to go a little bit off off to the side here. I'm I am really happy we work in the Premier League space. And not the NFL space because I'm I'm watching the television right now and Mike Greenberg has just gone through the Jets schedule, which it was just released yesterday. So stupid that they do this. My point exactly. And he just and guess what the record he thought the Jets were going to have? Eight and eight. Fourteen and two. <laughs> My man. <laughs> so you know it, it, this is one of those th- and. and that and, and and it kind of ties back to what I was talking about with the double game week. The further out you try to project the more of a fool you look like. Yep, I think that's completely right. Okay. So for 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 this game let, let's so let's let's rein it back in for this game here. So Norwich and Sunderland. Let's get let's get a final score prediction from you here because uh, you know now it's coming down to brass tacks for these two teams. Uh one nothing Sunderland. Ooh, not a lot of goals. No. I actually think there'll be a decent amount. I think there'll be I think it'll be something like a a three two. Let's say I, three, two, Sunderland. I almost said two nothing. Um, I'm not. I just uh, I struggle to see as as poor as Sunderland is defensively. Like I struggle to see Norwich scoring. I just haven't. I just haven't bought in. Yeah. Well, at any point this season, I feel like Van Aanholt plays left back and right. Robbie Brady plays on the right hand side. Yeah, that's that's a good matchup. Yeah, that's point. a very good matchup for uh, for Norwich. Yeah. And it, I mean, I'm sure they're going to start Bo- in Bocani, but. Patrick Bamford needs to freaking play. Yeah. Uh, sorry, just I, I get frustrated when I see injustices. Uh, and <laughs> injustice. <laughs> so defender and one final comparison: which defender would you take first, Yedlin or Martin Olson? Yedlin. Okay. Me too. Let's move on, shall we? Yes. The, to Everton, uh, who we kind of discussed uh, a little bit in the double game week last week. They they start this double game week at home to Everton, and also just as a Southampton. A pre- Southampton, I apologize. As a preview note just for this podcast, we are only going to cover for this podcast up until the Monday and through the Monday games, the rest of which we'll, we'll preview on Monday. Uh, so for the Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday games, we will preview on Monday. So right. stay tuned on Monday for those when we have more information and any if any injuries had occurred over the weekend. Now, Everton at home against Southampton, this is, uh, this is gonna, I think this will be a bloodbath. And I think that Everton are going to be bleeding all over the field. I hate to say that I agree with you, um, but uh, I don't see 
anything from Everton lately that makes me think that they can bounce back against Southampton, who's playing really well and um, has almost all of their pieces back. Dusan Tadic got to start. Yeah. Just, uh, just throwing that out there as a potential option if he does start again. Uh, and for me, they found their strike pair that they're going to go with. And it's Pele, it's Pele and Long. Yes. And they, they, they've been playing very well, both getting goals and assists to each other. Yeah, they, they're partnering really well. Charlie Austin looks like he's basically done for the season, although he wasn't playing a ton to, to warrant a lot of fantasy Good consideration. Transfer. Good transfer. Everyone was so on that transfer, and I said, nope. <laughs> he's, I mean, he was, he's been hurt is the problem. Um, and I think they part of the reason they did it is at the time Pele was hurt, and then Andy was struggling. So uh, he's obviously bounced back pretty well. Um, and you know, we'll see what happens next season for, for Charlie Austin, but yeah, I still don't, I still really struggle to go with, uh, Dusan Tadic or even Mane. Like, I feel like the, you have to go with the consistent guys right now who are, um, long in Pele. I agree. Totally agree. And Steven if... Davis is supposed to come back too, and he's been on corners for a lot of the season. So that's at least something to consider. Took the words right out of my mouth, so we'll move on. Manchester United start their double game week with the easiest matchup at home against Aston Villa. Uh, I have a funny feeling we'll be seeing a lot of Manchester United in our daily dose later on. Um, <clears throat> I have none. Fantastic. We have very different teams. <laughs> uh, my, we, we keep talking about double game weeks and how teams could be resting. They played on Wednesday also. Uh, they played West Ham in the FA Cup, got a big win. It's not that I don't think that they're good plays. Um, it's just uh, I feel like I'm wrong every time when I make the Rashford-Martial decision or when I think this is finally the week Juan Mata is going to do it. Uh, he doesn't start. Uh, I get every Jesse Lingard bad game. Um, so I think I'm a little scorned by Manchester United, which is why I've I've mostly avoided their players. But... Uh, it seems dumb to avoid the biggest favorite of the day, too. <laughs> yeah. On the on the Aston Villa side, uh, Adam Atriore and Jack Grealish have have, uh, have trained a little bit, so yes. they may be in play. Yes. Uh, Jordan Ayew is still, I believe, the only person who you would ever consider starting in this situation. Uh, yeah, he's the only. Yes, I mean, I haven't seen it enough from the Sissoko, Bakuna, Hutton triumvirate to to warrant taking them over other guys that I've seen that I liked Aston Villa are going to make Manchester United look like Barcelona <laughs> or Manchester United even <laughs> or what they should be the old Manchester United right yes, exactly okay that would be a funnier joke I'm sorry I missed it let's move on to Newcastle playing at St. James against Swansea the the, the world beaters of late Swansea yeah the I feel like we're getting to the point where there may be some other people that you would consider from Swansea. It's really just Jefferson Montero after he started last week. Uh, I have a different view. Okay. Well, I... you've you've loved Leroy Fair for a few weeks. I suppose I can give you credit for that one. But okay, Leroy Fair was the one I was thinking of in the outfield players. But Lucas Fabianski may be a sneaky play this week. Oh, you're getting sucked in. This is what he does, Mike. <laughs> Get one little clean sheet, and all of a sudden guess, everybody's on him. Like one clean sheet against a team that you didn't expect, and now they go on the road to Newcastle, a team that stopped caring, and people right. are going to get sucked into that situation. Right. He's going to get blasted. Yeah. He's got three clean sheets in his last five. 
against the bottom dwellers, Norwich, Aston Villa, and Chelsea. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, just, just, I, throwing, uh, just throwing it out there. Yeah, I mean, they... they uh, it, it, he, he would be... How about this? If you were going to pick a, a goalkeeper that was not in the top three or four pricing, I think he's the one. Uh, I I get that. Uh, Newcastle has a better clean sheet odd, have better clean sheet odds than Swansea. What the hell do they know? <laughs> Just pointing that that point out. With with Darlow in goal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I don't. Carl I, Darlow I, 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 I I question I question the source. Okay. I, I'm sure it exists. I'm sure that it's factual. I still don't necessarily think that it's true mm-hmm. i mean he is uh, at least on DraftKings, he's surprisingly cheap yeah uh, I know. for playing newcastle so in I fact know. i believe he's the cheapest not, one of the, cheap, I he's think the he's, cheapest yeah. starter other than brad guzan which is nuts so like i said hmm. throwing okay. it out there yep i get you i get you it, it also could be because if if he doesn't he may not get a save and let up a goal right it's not like newcastle are pouring on the chances <laughs> Um, However, one thing to note for their double game week for Jorginho and Aldum, they're both at home. Mm-hmm. Just, I, just again, these are me. This is me throwing it out there. I'm not actually going to necessarily be acting on it, but I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, uh, Wijnaldum uh, has been. I tweeted the other day about how Ross Barkley has one game uh, in 2016 with more than three fantasy points uh, in FPL. Uh, I think that it's actually. I wasn't sure how to phrase it if I wanted to phrase it that way or if it was he's only had one it was one game over three or two games over two uh, and Wijnaldum is kind of in that boat although he has an eight a 13 and an eight and then everything else is two and three like the um, I just the downside of Wijnaldum is so so down uh, that those, those two guys in particular they are and... the same they're the same fantasy player yeah, they and are FPL. goal and assist dependent midfielders, and that's a tough business to be in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just a tough business to be in, and they don't get clean sheets if you if you get points for those. Right? Yeah, you can kind of make up for a few guys like, uh, you know, Ingolo, if, yeah. if they Ingolo, don't. Uh, Ingolo Kante, or oh, actually, he does more peripheral stats, but yeah, but you get you know you do get the clean sheet from the midfielder in, in FPL, but yeah, you're right. Like when Alden and, and Barkley just don't get enough to, not enough. Yeah. They're not enough to get bonus points for sure. So you know, and that's why you haven't really seen either of us take either one of them in a long time. Yeah. So yeah. it's just a tough, especially if you count crosses for one point. That's a tough business to be in as a midfielder. Yes, for sure. <sighs> All right. West Brom at home against Watford. I will if this game start. Yeah, this game starts at ten o'clock. I will be asleep by ten on two if Oof. I'm watching this game. Uh, part of me. Is like maybe this might be the best game of the weekend. Best how? That they'll score a lot of goals? Yeah, like I think we could be sitting here on, on Monday and be like, how the hell did this game turn out to be 4-3? Doesn't it seem like a very Premier League thing to do than the game that nobody's paying attention to and all of a sudden we see Igala with a hat trick, Rondon with they, a brace. Didn't, yeah. didn't, didn't they do that earlier this season, West Brom? Like they had a 3-3 game that was not – oh, against West Ham or Liverpool or something? I think it was Liverpool. It was – a uh, was it Liverpool? I remember the goals came from like Johnny Evans, Martin Olsen – or no, uh, Jonas Olsen and 
I'll say, uh, Gareth McCauley. Up. I think that's who the three were. And it was like, yeah, of course, that's who we thought would score three goals. No, for Craig, Gar- no Craig Gardner scored one. He scored the I don't free know kick. If, I don't know if it was in that game. I'm oh. thinking, I may be thinking about it. But yeah, it was a Monday game, too. It was like the big one. And So uh, that being said, I've got nobody from this game <laughs> in any format. I think uh, I have. I think I actually, I actually have one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, living up to true expectations. You know, uh, oh, I take that back. I have one, and he's probably not going to start, so. In my that's good. daily dose that's, team. That's good. That's good. Ugh. <sighs> Just, you never know. You never know anymore. Yeah. So, I, I mean, there's nobody like jumping out in this game that's any different than we've mentioned from these teams throughout the season. Uh, I guess Jose Holebas got a start, or Olebas got a start last week and scored. Olebas. Uh, Olebas, yeah. So, um, you know, he's. He's a name we haven't discussed a ton, so theoretically he could uh, provide something. He's pretty cheap. And then uh, Urado start, or played a little bit, um, but I don't know. that If you were looking at Odiani Gallo and Troy Dini and Rondon and Berahino six weeks ago, you could still look at them here, but I think there are a plethora of better plays out there. I agree, and I'm not I, – I... <laughs> I, I, I think I took I took someone from this matchup, but I'm not excited. That's you, the way. I, is is that is that a decent way to put it? Do you think it's more likely that it's scoreless than multiple goals? Yes. Okay. I would definitely if I were to put money down, yes, I would say that. Hmm. Okay. But I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. Um, I'm looking at the uh, odds that we put together. Um. And neither of them have have great odds to score multiple times, let alone once. So, haha, facts. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to a game that was supposed to be a good one, but won't be now. It's Chelsea at home against Manchester City. Uh, Manchester City coming off that gigantic, uh, adv- uh, uh, I guess we would call it a win against P- uh, PSG. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. Yes. Um, and uh, they'll be facing off against Real Madrid. Thank you. In the in the semifinals, so they they may be well. This would be a little too early to start resting people, but um, the main person who I have my eye on is whether or not they're going to play. This is the start of the. This is sorry. I'm trying to look at like well, this is the the twelve thirty game on Saturday. Yes. The, the, you know, is this a game where Kevin De Bruyne starts? I was thinking that um, David Silva has been ruled out, and so that that means Yaya comes in. That yes, Yaya will come in. Uh, Raheem Sterling's still out, so theoretically we still have Jesus Navas. But um, I'm I'm in the boat that just from a a com- competitive standpoint that Man City wants this game, and so I think they'll they'll have their A lineup. The only one that I thought may sit is Sergio Aguero. Uh, he hurt his knee a little bit on Wednesday. He kept playing, but. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him get a little bit of a rest just because um, Manuel Pellegrini, for some reason, continues to think that Wilfred Boney is, is good enough to play for this team, and they play again on Tuesday. So I feel like... I, I think I think Iannaccio would be the start if they were going to start somebody alone up there. Maybe. He hasn't played in a while. I understand. Um, the other guy who, who could come in is Samir Nasri, who scored last week. He's The reason he didn't play um, against PSG is that they thought his injury was a lot more serious than it was and didn't p- 
put took him off the Champions League squad to get Ianacho in there. And so he didn't play Wednesday. So he's, you know, relatively soon back from injury and well rested. So I wouldn't be surprised if he came in also either for yeah. De Bruyne, as you mentioned, or, or maybe Navas. Yeah, well, uh, and and both lineups will be very interesting. You know, you, now I think it's become very clear. You don't know what which else you're going to put out there now. You can't count on anybody playing. Uh, except I, for except for John Obi Mikel. <laughs> <laughs> Diego Costa's back, and I could see I could see him starting. Yeah, I could see Bertrand Traore starting. I think there's a better chance Costa starts than Traore. I think both of them will start. Oh, okay. Put Triori on the right, and uh, and put Costa in the middle. Yeah, they, it's worked it, well there. They've worked out. They've worked there together. How many of Pedro, Oscar, and Willian start? One, max. Yeah, I was going to get zero. Yeah, one. They have no. Re- I mean, you know, when you're playing another big club, you don't think that everybody kind of gets a little more serious about it. No, no. no. Not, if they if they are truly a team in transition, and if uh, <laughs> you love that. Not, I hey, look. They said it. It's about damn time, to be honest. Uh, and you know, Antonio Conte, he doesn't have any power yet, but but he should. He have, well, he should, but he doesn't. Um, it, it's one of those things where all these players need to get time on the pitch to kind of showcase what they got, yep. either whether it's for Conte or for whoever they're playing for next. Yep. And it behooves Chelsea to to do that because they can either get max price or find the people they need. Do you think? Oscar and Pedro are there next year? No. Okay. Well, I think one of the two, maybe. Oh, really? One of the two, and then... I feel like I, neither fits in with Conte, but Willian's perfect. I agree. I think Willian's getting rested just because he's... Because he's carried and, this team his, this entire season. Well, also, him and Oscar, the Brazilians have played a lot of soccer. Yeah. And, and the World Cup really did drain a lot of them, to mm-hmm. be honest. And... You know, they need a rest. Okay. So I, I don't mind giving it to them now. Yeah. Uh, we, we have young players we need to try out. Yep. In fact, I would love to see some under-21 forwards come in, to be honest. Hmm. I've got two Chelsea guys in my daily team. Can't wait to hear them. Yeah. Burnmouth are at home against the high-flying Liverpool, who pulled off a West Ham and scored three goals in twenty in the final in the, in the last 25 minutes of a game. Didn't they pull a uh, Liverpool? <laughs> They pulled the Liverpool in Istanbul, <laughs> Turkey, but this was yeah. not in Istanbul, Turkey. This no. was in it. By the way, if you didn't get a little emotional listening to You'll Never Walk Alone, either at the beginning of the game or towards the end when they were singing it, you are a robot. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of people don't know that that's Dortmund's song as well. Yep. So, yeah, it's a big it's a big one for that that matchup. One thing I did not know is that Elvis sang that song, too. Like one day he just sang it, or he recorded he it. He recorded it. Uh, I didn't either. So I, 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 when I was at the when I was at Graceland in my time in Memphis, I I heard a rare recording of him singing it. So just a nice little fun fact about you'll never walk alone. Anyway, uh, Burnmouth are slip sliding towards the end of the season, <laughs> and Liverpool are kind of gaining strength, but um, not really, not in the Premier League at least. Yes. Um, but they still have like plenty of good options. Like, you, do you think they actually are gonna rest people? I, I, well, I mean, the, the semis are not until late April, right. so um, there's no reason to do it. I well, mean, they, I'm just start- saying because they play again. They, they're playing Thursday, 
Sunday. Or, I'm sorry. Yeah, Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. <laughs> Which is, you know, that's not that's not too uncommon. You know, when you when you're a team that expects to play in Europe, I mean, you either play Wednesday, Saturday, or Thursday, Sunday. That's just your rotation. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think Daniel Sturridge will only play one of the two, especially because he played on Thursday. Not too he much. Didn't, he didn't played. start. Yeah, I bet he starts this one. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, that, he's the only one you really worry about. I mean, they have plenty of other forwards too. So it, it, I feel like whoever plays forward in this game has a decent matchup. How's that? Whether even if it's Benteke. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, I guess, yeah. The the this is another one that we have this double game week problem because um, they've got Benteke, Sturridge, and Origi, um, and it seems unlikely that somebody starts both games. Uh, Origi started Thursday, so I'd be shocked if he started Sunday and Wednesday. So, looking for Liverpool for the double game week is a little tough as well. Yeah, I think Sturridge starts one and Origi starts the other. Yeah, I think that's it's fair. Yep. And I'm not sure if Firmino plays all of them either. Um, yeah, I think that's that's right. I mean, they're um, trying to see. They're five points back of United with uh, a game in hand on United. They have two games in hand on on Southampton. So, I mean, Liverpool still has a legitimate shot of finishing fifth, although with the way, you know, they could make the Champions League if they keep... Just about keep to say, they... They don't care about fifth. They yeah. care about they care about beating Villarreal. Yeah, that's what they care about. Mm-hmm. Is that who they drew? I didn't see it. Yes, they drew Villarreal, which is so unlucky. Yeah, that's tough. It's so unlucky I mean, to get Dortmund and then uh, Villarreal or Valencia. Those would be the two teams you didn't want. Yep. You know, Valencia, of course, winning it the past two seasons, Europa. I mean, and with with who who else was there? Uh, Shakhtar Donetsk, yep. and there's one other team. Uh. Nope, there's nope, not. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> nope, that was the only other one. I mean, that, that it's. I think Villarreal are better than Valencia, but it, it's just it's just one of those it's one of those times where Sevilla has won the last two, not Valencia. That's what I said. Sevilla's oh. won the last two, yeah. but I think Valencia are better than Sevilla. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but for me, for me, Liverpool should have only one focus, and that's Europa. The, that's their only focus. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and Jurgen Klopp can just take these games as just like, hey, we're going to try out this little strategy, see how it works. If we lose, whatever, don't care. We're not going. We are trying to get to the Champions League next year through this route of qualification. And how fun would that be mm. if that knocked out, you know, Manchester City? Man City, yeah. How fun would that be? Does that if they both win? The so, fourth, that, that's what happened to Tottenham. The last time Tottenham no, qualified for no, Champions no, no. League, they didn't get in. Yeah, mine was more if. If Man City wins the Champions League, uh, oh, then then Arsenal are done. But is that actually true, or does the Europa winner add a spot? Like, like would the Premier League get five? Like, does Europa take an automatic spot? I don't know those rules. Do you see what I'm saying? I think it counts for one of your country's spots. I, I, I it doesn't add to the coefficient. Yeah, and when I we should just look back to see because Villarreal obviously was in the Champions League this season uh, because they won last year. No, Valencia. No, Valencia has uh, won the last two Europas. No, Sevilla's won the last two. Oh my god, I keep getting everyone confused. <laughs> You're right. That's my question. So, whoever's listening, if you know the answer, if if I mean 
Man City winning the Champions League is is unlikely. Um, if, so if Liverpool, if England takes both European cups, right? Do they get five in the Champions League next year? Or, 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 or actually, that's not even really my question. It's it is if Liverpool wins Europa, does that take the fourth spot like somebody winning the Champions League? Like when Chelsea won. Right. That was a Champions League. That wasn't yeah, Europa. So Chelsea won the Champions League and, and Spurs that was, that, dropped out. That was the last time Spurs qualified for the Champions League. Right. Right. How? Uh, uh, just... This little, little grimy, little dirty. Anyway, uh, Liverpool here. You got James Milner will. You know, I'm not sure if James Milner will start because he had to play the Jordan Henderson role and he had to run around a lot. He looked great though. Hell of a performance, fantasy wise, from there. I think. Yeah. Whenever the lineups, you know, when the lineups drop, everybody's going to be all over Liverpool. I think, and rightfully so, just because. Yeah. And this this would be the start of the Sunday slate. Correct. Yeah. So. Um, this is like the the two games. They're two early games, so you'll know like going in, you know, before lineups lock that who's starting for Liverpool. And yeah, I would be all over them. And on, the, be, on the flip I, side, I wouldn't shy away from the Burnmouth guys either. Liverpool may be killing people, but they're not. I mean, they may be scoring a lot of goals, but letting up a lot of. They're goals. giving up a lot of them, yeah. So I wouldn't shy away. Uh, that I, way. I, this will be the last time. On a, I will go for Max. If, if Max Gradle doesn't score or do something like <laughs> this game, this will be the last time. Okay. That's it. Okay. Uh, well, I, 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 so just like you with Mata or with Jesse Lingard, I get all of the bad Matt Ritchie games. Uh, well, the bad Matt Ritchie games aren't that bad, are they? Yeah, they're pretty bad. <laughs> Considering the price you pay for him, yeah, they absolutely can. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, he's not he's not sending in ten crosses a game, so he doesn't have that that kind of upside. But, um, yeah. I get that. I think all, yeah, he's in that all Brighton range. So he's obviously, I think all Brighton's definitely the, the higher. Uh, and op- I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shy away from Charlie Daniels or an Alberto Moreno in this game either. I would shy away from both goaltenders. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It depends if Smith is back. Cause I, I would, if Francis well, is out wide, you definitely Francis take Francis back. over Daniels. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent agree. That's yeah. a good caveat. Good call by you. Uh, but I think we talked about this game plenty. Let's go to the game that everyone's actually going to watch at this time slot. Can Leicester continue the dream? They are at home against West Ham, who refused to die, especially in second halves. So I think it'd be unlikely if Leicester go up 1-0 that it finishes 1-0. How's that? I like that. I like that. What if they go up 2-0? I think it's unlikely. They, I, No matter I – think, I think West Ham get at least one. How's that? Well, I was saying if, if Leicester get two – it's a two nothing win. I doubt it. West Ham scored the most second half goal, uh, not the most. I think the second most second half goals, mm-hmm. and they, I think they scored the most goals when behind. But they're playing think, Leicester. It doesn't mean they're going to win. It just means they'll score a goal. Leicester are done allowing goals, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> They've had enough. At, at Boxing Day, they're like, you know what? This whole letting people score thing. Let's let, let's pass on they that. They got beaten twice by Watford, by Watford, by West Brom, and they have yet to allow a goal in the next five. I think they're, I think they're done. That's a bold move. Would I you, I will would like say. Make, would you like to make a wager on that? Uh, I would like to talk about whether Payet will score enough points at eighty nine hundred to outplay Albrighton at two thousand less. Hmm. 
Nope, he will not. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, Brighton got into was nope. over seven thousand for a while and was almost untouchable. But on this slate, this is a three-game Sunday slate. Um, you have Payet, Ozil, Mares uh, to lead the midfielders, and Payet's at eighty-nine hundred. He's the most expensive player on the slate, and I don't know how you can justify that against Leicester. They'll have the ball a lot. West Ham? Maybe. No, Leicester plays how they want. Definitely. West Ham will have the ball a lot. I think they will have a minimum of 60% possession. Mm -hmm. A minimum. Okay. You you disagree? I just... Possession equaling fantasy points doesn't doesn't work for me. Leicester will let you cross the ball in. They'll they, they will let you they will take their chances with Robert Huth and Wes Morgan going up against even if it's Andy Carroll. Yeah. I would <laughs> I'm picturing like the mid air collision of Huth and Carroll and Carroll just cr- crunching to the ground. <laughs> I, I I'm not sure if this is a good Andy Carroll game. It's definitely not. So I mean I, Frank Frank who's who goes into this, Leicester with a good matchup? I think this is. I think this is a better Enter Valencia game. Oh, I guess. Anyway, we'll find out. Just like how I said yesterday, last week, that it's going to be a good Andy Carroll game. I think this is a bad Andy Carroll game. Yeah, I agree with you. And if there's one thing I know, it's Andy Carroll. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a lot of a lot of crosses available on this slate. Uh yes. I agree. And West Ham are comfortable as well with Ogbonna and Winston Reed going yeah, up against boy. Jamie Vardy on headers. Yeah, I mean... Now, usually Jamie when Vardy's Lester crosses, it's not for headers. It's right. for volleys. But yeah, right. I understand. I think That's Gradle's a little too expensive. Say again? 50, I think Gradle's a little too expensive at 55. Gradle being more... Ex- at home against Liverpool being more expensive than Danny Welbeck surprises me. And Sturridge. If he's, you know. Sturridge would be the one I would go after. Yeah, it's Sturridge. Origi continues to be dirt cheap. If Origi, yeah, if Origi, I don't think he'll start. Anyway, Leicester, West Ham, all right. Can we talk about Callum Wilson very quickly since we missed him? Yes, go ahead. Would you start him if he starts? 4, I, will NEF, I will in EF, so that's for sure. Well, yeah. Ugh. What did I pay for him? 25 or something like that? Yep, and I paid one. Yeah. I should just pick up, get $1 for Bamford. Go ahead. <laughs> we'll call it an even trade. There you go. Oh. Sorry, Latin next game. Leicester West Ham, we talked about. Arsenal are at home against Crystal Palace. Uh, this has Arsenal winning 5 nothing all over it. I don't know if it's going to be that big, but... Oh, yeah, bold, bold call. Yeah, that, that sounds like a lot of goals to me. Um... Three nothing, three nothing. A lot of goals for Arsenal. Not a lot of goals or none. None goals for Crystal Palace. <laughs> right, that's something my daughter would say. Who's that? None goals. For... We have about the same level of education and training. All Who? Right. Um, so Arsenal's got a double game week. Um, they play Sunday, Thursday. There don't, doesn't. I don't think there'll be any rotation. That's kind of what I was going to say. Uh, they have no other competitions. No offense. I'm sorry. They have oh, no, no other competitions, and they've had no other competitions for a while. Yeah, um, and frankly, with you know, we we still obviously need to look up these uh, Champions League rules. But if four is no longer, you know, four is four in, is not safe. Yeah, four is not safe. 
Um, they they're really need these points. They're at three. Yeah, they need these points. They're two points ahead of Man City, and they're minus three on goal differential to Man City. Now, so. But, but, so here's the thing. As unlikely as it is, if they both win, if 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 City and Liverpool win their European Cups, does that knock number three out? That's what I, yeah, that's why. Now is three no longer safe? That, yeah. Um, that's that's sort of why I was yeah. going into that, because it that seems unlikely to me. Um, and, I mean, if we weren't in the middle of a podcast, I would just look up what happened to La Liga, since I don't think Sevilla finished top three last year. But... Um, or top four, but the Arsenal need their points. And while I don't think that there's going to be squad, there's going to be much rotation in the attack. I think there might be in defense, which throws off what I was saying earlier. Like I could see Kieran Gibbs getting a start for Monreal. Um, I could see Callum Chambers going in uh, either for Gabriel, Koscielny, Murtisacker hasn't really been playing that much lately. Um, it would be stupid to play Ospina, so he'll probably play one. Um, so there's definitely, I, I think that's where you'll have the problem. I think Iwobi is probably fine. Alexis, um, Ozil, uh, who am I forgetting? Welbeck. Like if they give Giroud a start, I'll I'll be absolutely furious. Um, Ramsey's the only one I could see possibly breaking in, but not for two. Yeah, it's. By the way, the UEFA rules stipulate that a maximum of five teams from each federation. That's okay. the maximum. Yeah. I mean, if Man City wins, it doesn't really matter because they're in the top four anyway. Yeah, that's correct. So they're not really knocking anybody out. And if. Well, but if Manchester if Manchester City finish fourth and win the Champions League and Liverpool win, who does that knock out? Nobody. They did. They get. They get five. Okay. And then eighteen. Then it goes all. Then Man United, West Ham, Southampton, get Europa. Fantastic think, for yeah. them. All right. <laughs> now, now that we've actually put that to bed, let's move on to the. I'm, sorry, game. just to Unless cut you, you off. More Arsenal stuff. To cut you off, I don't think that ends the conversation because it still does Liverpool winning Europa push Man City out of the fourth spot. Wait, like, do, do they you... do they get five if Liverpool wins Europa and Man City does not win Champions League and nope. finish fourth? Man City's out. Man Are City we sure? Yes. Yes. Because I just I, I I I did a quick Google search and it's actually a predicted search. More a, yeah. enough enough people have looked this up that it comes up in like a little blurb huh. when you search for it. Huh. This is cited March 18, twenty sixteen from Sky Sports. Hmm. I've so heard that. pressure is on to not finish fourth. Right. Because fourth place does not guarantee you anything this year. Right. Moving on. The best. Uh, Alex, the, by the way, is Alex Wobie the number one option in this game? Arsenal Palace. Um, price wise, he is. Um, I think I still don't think you put him ahead of Ozil or Sanchez. I put him ahead of Ozil, not Sanchez. Wow. Okay. Boom! There's a there's a bold call. Hot take, yeah. Yes, I'm hot taking all over the place. Uh, Crystal Palace. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody here. 
it's a tough matchup. Like they're starting to like get everybody back, but this is the wrong one. Yes. Wrong team, wrong time. Yes. That's that's how I feel. Okay. Last game that we will cover today is Stoke at home. This is Monday. Uh, Monday night football. Stoke at home against Spurs. Uh, if Leicester win, this puts a ton of pressure on this game. Or if they if they lose, it still does only on one side. I was going to say, yeah, there's a ton of pressure, I think, on, on any side. Uh, there still would be uh, – there's still four points back if Leicester lose and they win. So – uh, but they need they need the win to keep pace. Like there, there's Tottenham absolutely need three points if they want to try to win the title this year. So, um, yeah, the magic number for Leicester is nine points. Yeah, gosh, 80, 81 points seals uh, seals Premier League title this season. Yeah, and they How can... scary. Like that's bad. That's a bad. <laughs> that's a bad point total. It's parody. You, you say that you say that as if I'm going to laugh at it, but I think it's true. Yeah, no, I know. I noted. Uh, something I wrote this week that Villa are now 15 points uh, out of the relegation zone or 15 points in the relegation zone and they have 16 points all season. So you're saying there's a chance. Yes, I am. Uh, Anyway, yeah, the Stoke have kind of all of their pieces back uh, with Shakiri and um, although their, their back line is still a little banged up, but I see nothing here that makes me think that Stoke can put up much of a fight against Spurs, even at Stoke on a Monday night. Do you disagree? The weather, if the weather is re, if the weather is blustery and it's really bad for for long balls, um, I I think that's I I think that bolt I think this game will be really ugly. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, yes, it could be ugly, but I still think Spurs win. They somehow find they they've been finding a way this year. Yeah, and, I mean that's kind of what we've been saying about Leicester all season. I mean that's why they're th- those two I'm teams th- at th- the top. Th- this is this is like an NHL game where like they'll score one goal and then they'll get like the equivalent of an empty net goal at the end. Yeah, I think that's fair. Right. I, I like that. It won't be empty, but yeah, <laughs> that would be but, something. <laughs> yeah, that would be something. Uh, like yeah, they break they bring the the goalkeeper up right, and then Vardy well, smashes you know, but, one from eighty you know, yards out. But you know what? Stoke have been a different team without Butland. Yeah, at the back. Understandably. Did not say not saying that it isn't. But, <laughs> uh, no, Mike. It is a surprise. <laughs> not a surprise. Um, in the instance that they're on like the second to last kick of the game, I'm thinking Stoke, and they bring Howgard up for like a header, and like Lester clears it, and Vardy sends one from sixty yards out. Does the and referee it, it, blow yeah. the whistle before figuring it, before finding out if the ball goes in the net? No, they absolutely find out if the ball goes they let, in. They let it go? Yep. And, and they, they don't want to stop history. And furthermore, the wind will carry the ball into the net. It'll work against Stoke. That would be that. so fun to watch. But, uh, yeah, the only problem is it wouldn't be Jamie Vardy here. It would be like Harry Kane. Oh, right. <laughs> yes, Harry Kane. By the way. Uh, Jamie Vardy plays for Leicester. He doesn't play for yeah. for Spurs. No, he doesn't. But not, Phil not, Bardsley not... will play for Stoke against Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, if Phil Bardsley did that, you would know what he was on. Right. All right, let's get to our daily dose. Now is as good as time as any. <laughs> was that was great? Thank right. you for that. All right, so I guess I'll start because I'm pretty sure I know that the first four names I'm going to call out are different than the ones that you have. Okay, good. Because they are all on Manchester United. Wow, all four of them. I love it. 
I have David De Gea in goal, yep. Mateo Darmian, Marcus Rojo, and Chris Smalling. Yeah, I, obviously I'm a, I'm selling out here. Manchester United <laughs> at home against Villa. I don't know if there's a safer matchup to really take advantage of. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, what's funny is that I think I had that backline on on FPL, and that's what you kind of reminded me of. By the way, don't go too heavy on them because they might not uh, all play in the doubles, but. Um, but this isn't a double situation. This is one game. Exactly. I actually had um, Timothy Fosu Mensa in my lineup when when I first made it. Um, he started last weekend or last game week against Spurs, and I I think he may have started yesterday against Dortmund. Um, no. Nope. Oh, he didn't. Oh, okay. He couldn't have because he plays for. He doesn't play for Liverpool. Oh, why did I? Who was I thinking of then? Man, you are just... I'm struggling today. Sorry, everybody. Um, but he's the one I considered because I think... Uh, not that they are going... They're, they're the Chelsea team in transition, but I think they have been impressed with what he's been able to do. So that's like a really make sure you check the lineups because I don't yes. think... I think you mean against West Ham in the FA Cup. Yes, I'm sorry. I knew it was a midweek. I know. I just... I was, I was, I'm having some fun with you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, so, he, you know, he's at 3,000, so I think that's a that's yeah, nice I call. That, I eventually pulled him out. I think that could have out. been a fill-in, though, just because. Well, he started against Spurs, too. I mean, it's two straight matches that he's started. We'll, so. we'll, we'll, uh, and you know what? I hope he does. That'll give me that'll give me room for, to get more money, put more money elsewhere. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think with the. By the way, it really doesn't matter because I can't really play anyway. Right. Um, that's, I mean, this has to be like one of the biggest defensive mismatches of the season, right? Like a basically already relegated so. Villa at United who's still playing for something. By the way, Fosamensa is not cheap. He's 3000 Yeah, 3000 Yeah, it's not uh, it's so cheap, example, but it's not. For example, Smalling is less expensive. Right. Well, I mean, that's the I know, I get fullback, it. center back. I get it. Anyway, anyway um, your I've got Frazier Forster playing at Everton at 3500 Dangerous. Um, I played on the other side, uh, Brian Oviedo at 3,100 because it sounds like Leighton Baines might miss out. Oviedo takes a lot of corners when he's on the field, so if he plays, I think that's a good one. I paid 3,300 for Baba Rachman because uh, he's been starting. He's actually been crossing a little bit more lately, which has been nice. He's got uh, back-to-back double-digit point games. And then I took Jose Olebas, um because he's he's been you know he, he scored last week. I'm not totally convinced that he's gonna start, which is the only problem at 2900. That kind of leaves me with guys like Chris Smalling if he doesn't start. But I went for him anyway. Yeah, yeah. My midfield, uh, I went with De Bruyne, figuring he plays um, because of the midfielders on this slate. Uh, I was. Nervous about Willian. Uh, I don't touch Ross Barkley and David Silva's out. I also took Gilfie Sigurdsson, um, who. Wow, you spent a lot of money here. Yeah, those two, I think. Um, I don't know. Sigurdsson I, has been uh, four out of five games over 20 points. So uh, that's not fantastic production at 7,700, but I think he. I think, you know, at Newcastle is certainly, certainly a game he can take advantage of. Um, I have. I think Chelsea are going to try to break Kevin De Bruyne's ankles. <laughs> Maybe. 
I didn't even think about the revenge factor until right now. So yeah, I'm all in on De Bruyne. Um, I picked Jefferson Montero at 3,200 for the crosses. I frankly, Man, I I'd just be a little, knew he was going to show up on this. Yeah, lunch. I'd be surprised if he started, to be honest. But um, if he does, I I'll have him in there. Um, I have five midfielders. Probably. I took Stephen Davis at 3,800 because uh, he's supposed to be back and he he's on corners when he's on the field. And then I paid 3,300 for Ruben Loftus Cheek, who I think is one of those guys that's pretty set in the lineup now yep. at that number 10. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure he'll play the number 10, but I think he'll, he has been, I know he has been, he has but been, so. I think he may, I think he may be subject to move around a little bit. He may be, he may be asked to go further back. I was going to say, if he lines up next to John Obi Mikel, then I'll, I'll pivot off of that. But yeah, I think that's a possibility. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yep. <sighs> All right. We have very different teams. Yeah. I only have three midfielders. Okay. I have four forwards this week. Okay. So I have Juan Mata at 5,000. Mm-hmm. Continuing, I have five Man- – no, I actually have more than five Manchester United players. Uh, I have uh, Juan Mata at 5,000. I have James McLean at 4,400 from West Brom because mm-hmm. I figured there will be some crossing against Watford. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Andros Townsend for Newcastle. Mm-hmm. All of these players, by the way, I've listed so far are at home. Yep. Uh, so Andros Townsend at 4,800. And those are my three midfielders. Wow. I think that's not terrible. No. Especially considering pricing. Yeah. And you know, I didn't I didn't take one of the stars. I didn't take any stars this week. And I'll and I'll let me round up my lineup with my four forwards here. So I have Shane Long at fifty one hundred, because Everton they let up goals. Uh, Anthony Martial at sixty six hundred. And I know that you hate making that decision between Martial and Rashford, so I didn't. And I took Marcus Rashford as well at 5,600. Wow. And I also took Alberto Pelosi. Ugh, yuck. I know. That <laughs> That's one how is, I feel about him. <laughs> that, one, that one is not my favorite of all of them. However, you know, at 4,100, I have a lot of options to pivot. And I have Pelosi in the utility spot. Yeah. So just in case I do want to make a change, I have plenty of options. Yep at that price range. I still have $300 to play with as well. So I can even get someone like an Aaron Lennon if I so chose. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that one. Uh, I also have Shane Long. Start. That's a problem. Yeah. I have Shane Long also at 51 and I was wrong that I didn't have any United guys. I, I have Martial in there right now. Mm -hmm. Um, you know who I think might score in this game? Wayne Rooney. I'm not sure. I think if Rooney starts, I might play him over Martial, um, which is embarrassing that I. There just is said no that. safer game to return. Right, right. I think people would be all over him. My other thought was six thousand at Graziano Pelle, but with Long, I have Long and Davis already. I mean, Everton are pretty poor defensively, so maybe it's not bad to have Long, Pelle, and Davis. But I don't know. I I have Martial in there now, but that's the one that I'm that I'm really going to, to kind of tinker with. And I, Aguero, I, I really didn't like at 8,600 Lukaku. I won't touch at 74 and Diego Costa at 69. I won't touch either, even though, um, you know, who knows who Man City is going to throw out there after beating PSG. But, uh, those upper tier forwards, I just, I didn't really have any interest in grabbing those guys this week. It's, it's tough. And with Rooney's price point, you know, hopefully he would come in for Martial because that would just be a straight swap there. Mm-hmm. But if he comes in for Rashford, then on my line, I have to scramble a little bit on my lineup. Yeah. That, that, that would kill my lineup and I'd have to really 
make some adjustments. There's no way they play all three of them, right? Can they play like a Rashford's a center forward? Yeah. The person who no, made yeah, it. and they can't play Rooney like in the number ten. That then, obviously then, ruins Mata. Yeah, but... and then and then Mata would have to leave. But I mean, but that but that would Louis kill Van Hall too, because Mata's five thousand and Rain Rooney is sixty four hundred. Yeah, sorry, Wayne I was Rooney is very expensive. I was Rooney. thinking of it more from a Van Hall standpoint than your fantasy team, but uh, no, <laughs> this whole podcast is about my lineups and fantasy team. <laughs> I don't know if you know this yet. It, 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 it's pretty apparent that I always want to talk about my team yes. and how well it does, and right. I never talk about it when you beat me. <laughs> and the Chargers sometimes. Okay, so about the Chargers. So that big trick. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have thoughts on the Chargers now, um, and I can project that they will finish two and fourteen, the opposite of Mike Greenberg and the Jets. No, there I'm we kidding. go. All right. Uh, <sighs> the double game week this week really kind of scares me, and. I'm hoping for not a lot of squad rotation for the first game. I hope it happens for the next game when we can kind of react to what we've seen. What do you, uh, uh, let's make this our final thought before we sign off. Do you, would you prefer to see the big rotations in the second game of a double game week or the first? It's just kind of delaying your anger, right? I mean, like <laughs> that's that's the biggest problem is that with FPL, your lineups lock before we see any lineups. And so... Um, you know, do you want to be pissed on Sunday morning or Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday afternoons? <laughs> At least for us, like the uh, for what we saw in MLS, like they were resting guys early to prepare them for later on. I've always been a proponent for just winning today uh, and focusing on the match that you have right now. Uh, saving guys for later always seems so stupid to me. So. I would like to see all the starters this weekend. And then, you know, the way that you want to look at it from a fantasy perspective is all of your guys start. They all do really well. Their team's winning four nothing after 60 minutes and they can come off at 62 so that they can play in the midweek. Like that, that's what I want. That's a, that's a perfect way to sum up this game week of the century. It won't come around for another hundred years. <laughs> And on that note, we will end this episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. We will catch you again on Monday when we do a review preview for the second half of Game Week 34. Good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.